Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I am Carol Howell, your host, and I'm glad you've chosen to join me today. I'm an internationally certified dementia practitioner and author of the Amazon best-selling books, Let's Talk Dementia. I also authored Mama is Confused and So Am I, Reminisce and Worship, and If My Body is a Temple, Why Am I Eating Donuts? That's a good question, isn't it? And I hope you'll check those out on Amazon as well as uh, at our, (laughs) I'll spit it out here, our website. And that is www.letstalkdementia.org. Everything we produce has links there on the website. If you're so inclined, we would surely appreciate it if you would make a donation to help finance the ministry as we continue to bring free dementia education to over 75 countries. I'd like to thank our sponsor, National Association of Veterans and Families, www.navf.org, 800-352-2919, and they are your go-to source for benefits for veterans, spouse of the veteran, or both. Tell them Carol sent you. Well, I recently had the wonderful opportunity to meet a lady named Madeline who uh, spoke with me regarding her mother, and her mother has um, early to potentially mid-stage dementia. We're assuming at this point it is Alzheimer's type dementia um, based on what she's told me about her mom, potentially a mixed dementia, and a mixed dementia is when you have more than one reason that can cause dementia, and I can tell you with my mama, Miss Vera Jean, who went to her heaven home on May 31st of this year. She had both Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So uh, mama was never one just to buy one of anything. She always bought in duplicates or triplicates. So it would make sense she would have more than one dementia causing diagnosis. Crazy little white woman. She was a mess. But anyway, she had Madeline Madeline had said to me, I wish you would address an episode regarding the life of someone who is in early stages. And I said, well, you know, I'm happy to do that. The good news is life for that individual in the early stages is generally pretty normal, especially in comparison to what we will experience as the dementia progresses, as the disease causing the dementia progresses. When we look back on it, we think life was pretty easy then. But of course, we are recognizing and our loved one with the disease is recognizing there are problems. You know, we're having problems with processing thought and getting words to Together, and we are having problems with numbers, and we may begin having problems with fixing our own food or even remembering to eat. And we may not be drinking as much as we should, but none of this seems to be huge problems in our world, but just enough that when you roll them all together in a big ball and you look at it, it's it's beginning to be a problem when you consider it all as one entity called dementia. But how do we respond to these things in life and, and in with our loved one that we can be supportive of them? Well, I think my biggest piece of advice on all of those issues, all rolled into one ball, is respect. Remembering to respect our loved ones in that what's going on in their world, they did not choose they didn't did not decide to do something 
something that has caused it. We don't know what causes Alzheimer's. We don't know what causes Parkinson's or Lewy body disease or Huntington's, or, you know, all of these various forms of irreversible dementias. So it's not like your loved one said, you know, I'm just going to keep on smoking even though I know it causes cancer. See, that's not what they did. They didn't do something they knew directly would cause them for sure to have these diseases. But here they are dealing with it. Um, but you know what? Even if they had have made that decision to smoke when they knew it was going to give them cancer and then they got cancer, we still show respect and we still show kindness because that's what God's called us to do. But especially for our loved ones who had no say in this matter. So we want to show respect, respect for who they are and who they were. And in the process of watching them decline, we remember especially who they were. They were intelligent people with lots of education and lots of stories and lots of love and lots of humor and lots of jokes they like to tell. That's who they were before the disease. And guess what? They still are. They may not be able to access that education or access those stories. And their humor may be a little different than it used to be, but they are still that person. And that's what you've got to remember. You don't want to talk to them in baby tones. They're not children. They don't need the little baby voice. Oh, come here, little sweetie. You're just such a cutie. Don't do that. I did not do that to my child when she was little. I wanted her to learn the English language, not this high-pitched, I don't know where we get that silly voice from. You talk to your loved ones with dementia in your normal voice, just as you would speak to them if they didn't have dementia, but then you recognize that there are changes that you have to make along the line in what you expect in response and maybe how you phrase things. That's going to be your biggest change, but you respect their um, their past and their present so that as the future comes, you're more prepared. You respect them as far as their dignity. When you're out in public, you are kind to them and you don't make fun of them and you don't make fun of their disability, especially in front of other people. Just don't do that for anybody. But just remember that, uh, for an example, if you're out at a restaurant and your loved one is trying to place an order and they can't seem to get their thoughts together, you could say, oh, just give me the menu. I'll order something for you, mama. You're never going to figure it out. Or you could respond with, gosh, mom, there's a lot of options on that menu. Hand it to me and let me look. Getting the menu out of mom's hand and then recommending two options. See, you are still respecting who they were and their intelligence and their likes and their dislikes and their personality, but you're just changing your approach to that situation. And that is what good caregiving is about. It's about changing our approach to life's situations. Um, when we're trying to, if we want to get someone who does not have dementia to bathe, we might say to them, did you go for a long walk today? Because you are stinky. You need to go get a bath. And our person will go, oh gosh, I didn't realize I smell bad. I'll go get a bath. That would work. But if you say that to someone with dementia, it might not go over so well. You might say, hey, gosh, I've got a great idea. I was thinking maybe we'd go out for dinner tonight. Let's get a bath and get all cleaned up and put on your best smelling cologne. You know how we like it when you spray white diamonds. Oh, it smells so good. Our approach 
to situations changes. Um, so we have to keep that in mind. And in so doing, we respect the dignity of our people. And that's what I want you to do. Always respect their dignity. Have respect for what they can do and what they can't do. And in the process of doing that, you'll come through that situation and they'll come through that situation, both of you with a smile. And that's what we want. We want that in all of our life. If you are working with individuals on a day-to-day basis and you constantly leave them with a frown, you're doing something wrong, girlfriend, and you need to make a change. And probably it's in your approach with that person. I know that I can think right now of a certain person who can set me off. Oh, my goodness. I can just think about this person just sets me off. And so I realize that when I am around this person, my approach has to be different because this person's not going to change. I'm just going to tell you, they're not. So what has to change is my approach and my expectations from that person have to change. And when I do, I might not come through at all smiling and happy, but at least I won't come through it as stressed out as I would have been otherwise. And that is true with our loved ones with dementia. Change your expectations to what they're capable of. And then every once in a while, they're just going to surprise you. And they're going to do something so terrifically wonderful. You're going to go, where did that come from? We don't know. But it might be funny or it might be enlightening or it might be really deep. You just don't know. And so um, you treasure those moments. But our loved ones with the early stages are pretty much still functioning in lots of ways that seem normal. And it will seem normal for folks who come to visit them. And those folks may think, they don't have dementia. They do just fine. Every time I come, we have great conversations back and forth. And I just don't think they have dementia. And you're going to hear this, but that's because so many of our folks with dementia are excellent actors or actresses and they cover their butts. Oh, yes, they do. So the question, the conversation may go something like, so Susie, how is your daughter doing? And Susie may not even remember her daughter's name at this point, but she'll say something Oh, like, oh, my goodness, she is doing so good. She has always been the joy of my life. You know that. She is such a good girl. I love that girl. See, all of those are just generic kind of answers. It's kind of like when I asked my daughter, what did you have for lunch today at school when she was in elementary school? And she would say, food. Well, see, that's a correct answer. Didn't tell me much, but it was a correct answer. So our our visitors who only show up periodically and not very often at that will often just get the generic answer side from their person they're visiting and then just be sure they don't have dementia. That happened with my mom as she went to her cardiologist. She, a wonderful doctor. I really liked him. But he would come in and ask her questions. Hello, Miss Vera. How are you? And she'd go, well, I'm doing just great. Have you had any problems with your heart? And she'd go, well, I just don't think so. Well, is there anything I need to be talking to you about? Any concerns or issues you have? Nope. Feeling good. And he would look at me and he would do this so often. And he would say, your mother doesn't have dementia. She's doing just fine. Well, let's think about it. He didn't once ask her a very specific question, did he? He didn't once say, Miss Vera, do you know if um, your pacemaker has been checked regularly and on what date was it checked? She doesn't know that. She's just answering questions generically. So it always kind of irritated me when he would say that. And I was like, you know, if my mama did not have dementia and we did not know for sure that my mom had dementia and what kind it was, do you think I would make this up? 
No, I would not. Oh my goodness. So be aware of that when folks come to visit. And sometimes you've just got to take them aside and say, you know, mom has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or vascular dementia. And she is, she's very good at covering and making up answers, but you just go along with her and be happy and visit her and smile and do fun things and accept the answers that she gives you. Even if we know those answers aren't true, because believe me, those days are coming too, where we make up stuff. Oh my goodness. We can make up some junk good creative memories we have sometimes. <laughs> well, I hope that kind of gives you a little thought of ways to interact with folks who have um, early to mid-stage dementia, pretty much entering their world and going with what they say. Well, that's probably the truth, no matter the type of the stage of dementia, but especially at that point. Well, I'd like to thank our sponsor, National Association of Veterans and Families. You can reach them at 800-352-2919 and tell them Carol sent you. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you leave this show feeling a little more informed. And when you do, go hug your LO and tell them Carol said hello. Blessings and smiles. Thanks for joining us today for Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia. To learn more about dementia, we recommend Carol's best-selling book, also titled Let's Talk Dementia. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. Be sure to like Let's Talk Dementia on Facebook and leave us a kind word of review on iTunes. Remember, knowledge brings power. Power brings hope. Hope brings smiles. And we all need more smiles. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be right here when you come back to Let's Talk Dementia.